Hi, this is Chris. And this is John. And you're listening to the Nerdy Dadcast. Happy New Year, John. It's 2021. From what I understand, 2020 was simply a figment of our imagination. All is well in this world. Uh, you have three PS5s and we all live happily ever after. Is that, is that how it's all gone on since we last recorded? Actually, happy 2021, happy new year. Thankfully we're past that, uh, year 2020 that, uh, took a decade at least. I'm pretty sure it was at least a decade. Mm -hmm. And on that note, I will tell you today I was sitting there. I was actually dealing with some school stuff for my kids, dealing with some pack stuff, which is always fun. And suddenly a tweet popped up from Best Buy. And sure enough, I flipped over to the other page because I still had 32 tabs sitting open in a browser that have been there since, you know what, early November. And sure enough, I hit it and there it was, the button, the amazing button, the add to cart button. And so I hit that button and then it went to the cart and then it said proceed to checkout. And I hit that button and it went through and my order confirmed. So I have to say, finally, and I'm going to say, I'm going to be honest here. Like I wasn't, I was getting to the point where I was kind of, uh, I was over it, frankly. I was just, I was tired. I was, you know, Mm -hmm. and I didn't care anymore. And then much like, and I have to admit, like, that's probably the way I found my wife too, is when you weren't looking for her and you just didn't care anymore. And then there she was the same with PlayStation. I didn't care anymore. Mm -hmm. And suddenly, boom, there it was. It appeared. So I don't know when it's going to ship. I've been now, before I was clicking the refresh page to see that add to cart button eventually. Today mm-hmm. I'm clicking the refresh page to see when it will update with Canada Post and when my shipping is going to happen. Originally it said it could be there by tomorrow. And I was like, no, that's not going to happen. But I'm still kind of, I'm, I'm waiting. I, I'm, you know, so 2021, you know, other than that whole insurrection thing in the US, it started pretty good. Yeah. Um, Someone, someone on the gaming note. First of all, I'm glad that you have a, a PS5 potentially on the way. Yeah. But someone, someone I saw online. Actually, probably quite a few people made the inference uh, that uh, the 2020 downloadable content that we all got for free to kick off the year wasn't exactly what people were looking for. They're actually looking for an entirely new game. So the hope is is that the 2021 game that it is releasing is, was simply delayed a few weeks. And it sounds like it, based on what you've described, the fact that you were able to pay for a PlayStation 5 yeah. is a sign that that is, that is soon to be the case. So there was a lot of talk. There was, a, there was talk sort of the big window. I mean, yes, they were pumping them into the States pretty regularly, but they were also trying to get the bugs out of that first batch that happened. And, you know, that's going to happen when you release 5 million things or whatever they did in the wild, then they see, oh, this is the thing that we want to fix. So hopefully mm-hmm. there's going to be, you know, sort of no red ring of death or none of that sort of deal. And I mean, I know you're an early adopter, first day, all that. And I know you haven't, you're, it hasn't grown a beard or anything yet that I know of, but no, it's not. But uh, yeah, that's hopefully part of it. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, so now that you have it potentially coming to you to accompany the controller and charger, you've been, you know, looking at on probably a daily basis. I actually pet them and I stroke them and I gave it a name. So it's uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. Cause I'm sure it's been so lonely. You've needed to 
to to comfort. Uh, Miles Morales, the first title you're going to download? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get to fire it up. I've got the disc version. It, so you, uh, yeah, you're that guy. I mean, you've had one since November, but you're like, yeah, I haven't actually turned it on yet. I just bought it so I could put it in the window so my neighbors could see I have it, and they just think I'm cool, and that's it. That, that's exactly. I just want – I kept taking the PlayStation 5 box down to the recycling room and then bringing it back. <laughs> Nobody saw you. No one saw me. <laughs> that's me. That's for Christmas, you sent one. You use the box and put like craft dinner in it and gave it to your little cousin or something, right? Your nephew. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Uh, make sure you take pictures. By the way, I want the box back. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it'll be it'll be nice to to know that you'll have uh, a PlayStation Five in your your hands soon. If it's shipping by Canada Post, you'll see it in March, and if it's coming through some other means. Hopefully a little sooner. Well, as I said, you know, I've been waiting for six or eight months now for this to come out. I mean, like I said in the opening, last year was at least a decade. So by that theory, I've probably been waiting three or four years for it. I'm not really sure. But yeah, I, I'm I'm still managing to speak and I'm not entirely broken. So hey, mm-hmm. go 2021. So before we get into, you know, wishful thinking for 2021, because again, we're, we're only, what, two weeks into the... the uh, well, month of January, so two weeks into the year as well. Uh, gaming has taken a twist for me. I think in our last episode, I had said how I had fallen into the uh, addiction that was World of Warcraft. I'm still sort of playing it from time to time, but I've suddenly taken up this uh, spreadsheet simulator called Eve Online. I don't know if you've heard of it. I have not. Well, I've heard of the name, but um, yeah, I beyond that, nothing. So I. I never really understood, like I, I must have created an account and logged in like six years ago or something, because it has a record of, of when you tried to create an or sorry, I tried to create an account. It's like, oh, you already have one. Like, okay. So then I log in and it shows the last like login. It shows the date and the time and it's that long ago. So I started up again, but I, I hold, I have this thing about sort of space games. Like I, I'm, you know, quite fascinated by it, different genres. Um, Alpha Centauri was one that I was really into. And we think of sort of the, uh, the RTS style, uh, wing commander, like OG wing commander. So much fun. Uh, and I decided after uh, one of the communities I'm part of, uh, to, to check out Eve online. And when I talk about it as being a spreadsheet to simulator, there are so many different levels of complexity to this game. And I, I don't know how long I'll, play it but it's currently scratching an itch i didn't know i had i did the wing commanders long long ago um you know in my teen years we on basic computers and you think back they were pretty i mean they were pretty advanced for their time but i don't Mm -hmm. know like i'm always curious about that if i could get them to run on a system which i can't i mean you can in theory get them from like good old games or something like that and play the originals but I run a Mac and generally you cannot get them on Mac. So that's always a thing. I always also wonder once you get back into that, if they mm-hmm. really lived up to memory, because those were fantastic games. So yeah, I can totally get that whole thing. And I mean, I've seen like, what's the other one? The big one, the uh, one that was supposed to be like a spiritual successor to Wing Star Commander. Citizen. Right. So Star Citizen, where you could spend like, it was ridiculous. You could spend like $800 to get uh, your own ship in the Star Citizen universe. And, 
And I'm sorry to any of our listeners that uh, did actually purchase that ship. I was not calling you ridiculous. I was calling sort of the monetary system ridiculous. And good for you on having that. Eight hundred dollar ships though aren't all that expensive. Like there well, are there are ships that are into the thousands, and I think even tens of thousands. This is so. For listeners who don't know about Star Citizen, it was essentially the spiritual successor of Wing Commander. Uh, it was launched via Kickstarter. The game has been around for a good long time now. Like I actually have a copy of it, not because I paid for a copy of Star Citizen. I was actually gifted a copy uh, by someone who had supported it in Kickstarter and has invested money buying you know, ships and I, I think they must have reached a certain threshold where it's like, oh, here's gifts to give to other people. <laughs> Please don't hate us. It's not out yet. Um, I can't remember the last time I even tried it. It wouldn't have been on this PC. So my old gaming PC could barely handle the game. That's how intensive it was. Like I remember I fired it up and my, I actually had a jet engine running. That's how loud the fan noise was. Um, but yeah, I, I, the spiritual successor to Wing Commander, that part I don't know because I never got an opportunity to play it. But that was the thing about Wing Commander that I really enjoyed was that it had this sort of, you know, space sim, space fight concept flying and what have you. Um, the point about, you know, firing up the old titles and what we might think, I'm positive. Actually, I'm not that positive. But the Internet Archive has like a retro game library. Yeah. And... I think Wing Commander's available on it. So that yep. means it's just being played in your browser because... Oh, there you go. Yeah, so you might have an opportunity to test it out and see how awesome it is or isn't. I remember back in the day, like, getting a new system and it was, you know, it was jumping from, like, 20 megahertz to 66 megahertz or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember trying to play Wing Commander and it just it, you couldn't anymore because it was fl- too floppy and went all over the place. You couldn't control it anymore because was, the system yeah. was way too fast for that game. And, <laughs> you know, that was a long time ago. So, yeah, that's that's... If I... If I ever pull myself away from my PS5, which I'm actually going to play when I get it, I'm going to take it out of the box. I'm going to hook it to my TV. I have a space for it, I think. I'm not really sure how big it is. I know it's like the size of your fridge or something. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think I have a space for it, and I'm just I'm going to play it and see how that goes. Well, you can actually, there is a browser on it. I wonder if you can browse to the Internet Archive game library and play Wing Commander Retro on your new PS5. Why not? I'm, I'm in. I'm, in. Yeah. I'm going to try it. I'll, I'll report back. Anywho, um, any games scratching your itch right now? Um, lately, I've actually, along with the New Year's and sort of the resolutions and all that, uh, myself and uh, another friend that I met long ago off Twitter sort of challenged each other to be a little more healthy and a little more moving this year because that whole decade that we just went through, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, my whole the whole staying in quarantine and all of that my fitness certainly wasn't what it had been in the previous years. Mm-hmm. So I, both myself and my wife noticeably put on some pounds and weren't quite where we wanted to be. So when this year came around, I sort of said, okay, well, no, I'm going to, I'm going to do better this year. And so of course, New Year's resolutions are very often one of those things that you do when they come up and you do them for the first three or four days and then you get past them. But uh, so far we've been actually doing pretty good. So I've been finding that when I don't get outside, what I have been doing every night is a good round of ring fit adventure. Mm. So I've been puffing the ring and, uh, you know, I've, I, it was, it's interesting because again, you know, 
when I first start, started up again, I hadn't done it in several months. It sat there on the floor. And, you know, I got it in the before times, before the whole COVID thing. So now I picked it up and I sort of huffed and puffed and I was really tired. And now after, I don't know, 14 days of doing it or whatever we're at now, I'm actually feeling much more, much better. And it's become a part of my routine and sort of any stress or or anything that I have that I want to get out, I get it out and exercise and sort of ha- certainly feel healthier and better. And I mean, this friend, he was sort of having some health issues. So he was sort of thinking that, you know, he wanted to do exercise so he didn't die. I'm also a big fan of not dying. So I think I'm going to do, I'm going to stay with that too and just sort of get that going. So that's been sort of the main mm-hmm. one for me this this last couple of weeks. I've also been playing a lot of Hyrule Warriors with my son because the whole two player and he's a big he's a big big zelda fan now because i let him to yeah. breath of the wild last year and so he's into hyrule warriors um yeah i picked and, that up on the holidays yeah it's pretty great yet. it's pretty great i've been we've been enjoying that so also especially the two-player mode and i gotta tell you it's pretty cool once you get to that point where you can sit with your kid and uh and play these games yeah i i long for those days i mean baby force is into games how do we know this well for christmas we got to my niece essentially it's a it's a gaming console but it's just like an electronic pad push buttons and it's educational games and things like that Uh, baby force did not want for us to be gifting this to her cousin uh, because she does not have a gaming console and therefore uh finders keepers keepsies which I believe is Latin for mine. Um, she tried to, you know, expropriate it, but uh, she understood that, you know, her cousin also deserved it. Uh, so I'm, I see this and I'm like, oh my goodness, she, it's starting. Maybe, is it too early to get her onto my computer? Wait, no, no, I don't want her on my computer. Hey, wife, let's go and buy her her own gaming computer. And I was told no. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm already thinking that, that way. I need to. Well, I mean, since you're not using the PS5, you should probably just give it to Baby Force, and then she'll be the coolest in daycare, you know? That's, can, that's true. She can have the controller sitting in her backpack and let some other kids see it, and then, yeah, you know, you got to start them on the ro- road to coolness very early, Yeah, as we're all about really, the nerdy dadcast. Yeah, and, you know, in reality, I just want the box to walk around and make people see me have it in my possession. Oh, man. Well, uh, you know, good luck with your, your ring fit adventure and the resolution to get healthy. I had resolution of, uh, writing journaling uh, and, uh, yeah, that went on for about a week. Really? Well, I think what I ran into is simply put no thoughts as silly as that might be. I could not think of anything to say and therefore said nothing. And next thing you know, a week later I realized, huh? That whole journaling thing I was going to be doing, you know, sort of on a daily basis, didn't quite happen the way it should. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not one of those people where it's like, oh my goodness, well, it's broken. I'm never going to go do it. But now I don't feel as compelled to force myself to do something that I'm not as into. Yeah. So I think that, like, I've done that a few times where I've had, oh, I've got this idea for this blog, and I'm going to write this blog, and I'm going to write and write and write. And once upon a time, I used to write a lot, right? You know stories short stories poetry any all of these things and every now and then i think oh i should do that i i can write and yeah i never actually i get to that point i do it for like three or four days 
and then I forget about it, and then it's a month, and then it's just over, and it's like, okay, well, that website's still sitting there. Someday it'll fall down, but uh, yeah, for now, it's till the next time. Yeah, I I hear you. Um, and then I guess sort of it also didn't help that I fell down the rabbit hole that is uh, sea shanty TikTok. <laughs> I experienced that for the first time tonight because my wife had been sent a link. I'd heard about it, but I hadn't, I haven't joined the TikToks yet. Like I'm not as cool as you. So, you know, but yeah, that's pretty awesome. And I think, you know, I think we need to come up with a nerdy dad cast sea shanty. That could be a worthy use of your TikTok account. I agree. In fact, like I think TikTok was meant for sea shanties. Really? That's like the, seems... oh, you know, previously, uh, TikTok was, was created for people to do dance routines and like gotchas, but no, no, it was, it's all about the sea shanties, you know, the Wellerman, it's gotta be the Wellerman. Okay. Well, I, for the first time ever, I actually have a urge to get a TikTok account now. So, so maybe this will be the point when I get that TikTok account and all the young people will get off because that's old guys are suddenly invading and uh, they'll find the next new thing and we'll have sea shanties on TikTok. And that'd be pretty awesome, okay. I think. Yeah. Ner- you know, Nerdy Dadcast, your exclusive source for sea shanty TikTok. <laughs> well, you know, that's actually is a good transition. You know, uh, something that uh, we can look forward to in 2021, you and I doing sea shanties together on TikTok. Um but considering the decade we came out of and the fact that uh, we're told there is a light somewhere down near the end of a tunnel that's somewhere down there, any idea of sort of what you hope 2021 will allow for? Any any grand plans for plans? Because I don't know if we've reached that point where we actually, yeah, we're going to go do this. We might, but we're more planning to do this when we can do this, right? Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, I find now that I'm like, I'm starting to think I'm like, you know, a, I always missed like going out to the bar and getting a beer with buddies and stuff like that. And so there's been times all the way along when I've been like, you know, I just wish I could go out for a beer and fries and a burger and, you know, sit and talk and do the beer thing for a while. But then I go outside and when I go outside, I realize that I, I don't like people. Oh, I've got... Like, we went down to Kitts Beach the other day, and not the biggest part of Kitts Beach, but it was a Tuesday even, and it was daytime, so there weren't a whole lot of people down there. But even the people that were, it was, like, cringing anytime somebody came near. And so I don't know how long it'll take for our nervous systems or just our brains to reset and find Mm -hmm. a spot where we're actually comfortable sitting with other people again, other than, you know, the four of us. So that's one of my hopes for 2021. Yeah, 2021, that's what we're in now. That, you know, yes, we find some sort of new normal and that new normal includes being able to be within two meters of another person because, yeah, I'm still of the other people are icky phase and I don't know. Yeah, I think, you know, it's sort of funny you mentioned, like, I I do not envision myself going to a bar or a restaurant with a large group of people anytime, not even soon, right? Like, it's... I, I I would love to go, like, for instance, you and I, let's go grab a drink. But where I'm hoping it'll be is sometime in the summer, if and when we're pretty close to vaccination, out on a patio where you and I, you know, we have space. We're, yeah. we're you know, like, that's sort of what I think I want more of. I want the social connection, but I want the social connection. Outside. with Outside, with some distance. Or if we were in a bar where it's like um, you and I and maybe someone else on the other side, like, like almost 
I'm almost wanting sort of the space, but again, I prefer outside. Let's go to a patio. Yeah. Uh, I was chatting with, um, uh, a friend that I've actually sort of, um, made over the past year. Uh, we connected sort of virtually, we knew each other loosely, you know, prior to the pandemic and, you know, we're sort of chatting about, yeah, you know, it'll be nice to get together and have wings. We're not planning on going for wings at a pub or anything. He's like, no, man, come over. We'll sit in the backyard. Like that's the type of stuff that I, I'm sort of looking forward to. Um, and, and I don't like, I don't, I'm not looking forward to getting on the Canada line or the bus and having to commute and stuff like that at all. Like I, it just, I don't miss that. Let's be honest. But then I also don't know if I really want to reintroduce myself to that situation unless I outright have to. Yeah. It's really interesting. I mean, we, there, a survey came out with TransLink not that long ago and sort of, that was the picture. I was like, what do you think is too many people on a bus? What do you think is just the right amount of people? And it would show like it had pictures of buses with like 12 people on them. And I was like, no, that's too many people. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I mean, we switched our life around when we finally came out of quarantine. Well, came out of our self, our 52 days in an apartment quarantine, we bought a car. And after that, I mean, now that we have the car, I don't actually see myself going back on transit, which is a really odd thing because Mm -hmm. I'm a 43 year old man. And for the first 42 years of that life, I was strictly transit. I, I still don't have a license. I have my learners, but I don't have an actual license. And yeah, everywhere I went, I went via transit and now I don't ever actually see myself getting back on the bus. So yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Well, I hear you. I mean, my father was a bus driver. I mean, ultimately the answer of getting anywhere when your parents, a bus driver is take the bus. So, you know, this is a, a big shift to suddenly no longer have that interest to do so. Unless just, there's no other alternative and walking just, just won't work. Yeah. Um, the other thing, you know, my wife and I were sort of talking about is, is sort of travel related. Like we, we want baby force to uh, sort of see the world. I mean, loosely put it, and we're not talking about worldwide travel, but even more local, but we want to have these sort of different experiences. And I think for us, we're sort of talking like, well, what is it that we want to do? Um, I know my wife and I, we want to go to Hawaii. Hawaii has a special place for us. It's a problem though. You got to get in one of those like, you know, aluminum tubes for a long period of time. I have real, no real desire to do that. Like I, I get email almost daily from WestJet near Canada telling me I should go to the Caribbean or some sun destination. And it's like, I get it. They're businesses. They're trying to to drum up business, but there is nothing that you've told me that compels me to think that buying something is a good idea. And that's not me fear mongering. It's just me personally. I have moved to a different place where again, and until they build a bridge, I'm not sure when we'll get back to the the Hawaiian sands. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. I mean, you look at some of the news reports that are coming out and you see like cruise ships being dismantled and all of these things. And it's like <laughs> entire industries will crash. Now, obviously, there will be something. There will still be airplanes and there still will be flying. But, you know, I can't like, OK, first off, cruises, cruises aren't my personal way of travel. I know some <laughs> people love them and that's great. That's I know you've been on cruises and that's yeah. uh something you enjoy, but for me, I've never really enjoyed that thing. But the whole idea of just being in this um, floating can of germs with a thousand other people, 
nothing that I don't know. No, I would never do that now. I mean, even like we went on a free cruise once and that was great. We had, mm-hmm. we enjoyed our cruise, but I wouldn't take it now. And it was like, no, no. And I even, well, I dreamed of working on the cruise ships once upon a time before, before I got married. That was sort of the next yeah. big travel thing I was going to do. I was going to go off and work on cruise ships, but no, God, no, no. Well, and it's funny you mentioned about cru- cruises. So yeah, I mean, I, we've enjoyed them. I used to consider them, you know, essentially germ festivals. Like I actually, you know, uh, brought this up. I, I worked as a, a cruise consultant and I'd said, I have a struggle understanding how people are to keep healthy on a cruise ship in that they don't pick up whatever common bug might be out there. Cause it's just a, a you know, everyone go, comes, gets on board, everyone touches everything. And despite arguably decent efforts like the cruise line industry, at least the cruises I've on, there's people they're wiping everything down. They're, they're spraying things like they were actually doing more than I ever saw happen on an airplane or a bus or the Canada line. Like they're, they're arguably doing more than most others. Every cruise I got home and I got sick. One of the trips, the cold, like it was probably one of the worst colds I can remember having. And again, the likely place I picked it up was on the cruise ship. Now I'm again, not entirely sure I want to get back on board. And I, I, I will applaud the cruise lines for understanding that there are probably a lot of people out there like me because they are, they're quite readily saying, here's everything we're doing. Now there's also the concern in my mind of, okay, what you might get on the cruise ship, but they're like sterilizing the heck out of the cruise ship that I don't want to like glow in the dark when I get off the boat. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And again, there are going to be significant changes to the world that we once knew and the world that we will eventually know, especially when it comes to travel. Yeah. We, I mean, we had a big trip that we'd already paid for last year and we're already scheduled. And uh, so we have a significant credit with Iceland there. So whatever our next trip is, it's basically paid for already. Cause I mean, they said at one point, you know, you can have you can have the money back or we can give you a credit for it. And the credit lasts this long yada, yada. And we said, you know, okay. At that point we were feeling pretty generous and we were lucky to be where we were. We thought, okay, you know, if our money can keep your airline afloat, then you can keep the money and we'll use it in the future. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not sure we'd actually make that decision today. We probably would just take the money back because back then we thought the pandemic was going to be, you know, two or three months instead of a decade or whatever it was. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, at some point in the future, we will certainly redo that trip. And my kids have family over in Europe, so we have to get back there and see them all. But uh, I don't know when, and I don't know how, and I don't know when that's going to work. So it's, I mean, hopefully, hopefully it'll be this year, but I don't know. I mean, every country's different, and we've got to see how everything rolls out. And, I mean, they're make, they're starting to make announcements about general general public. And so we'll see. We'll see what happens with us. Yeah. Well, and... You know, I it, it, when sort of wrapping up the the thought on travel. I mean, what is it we were talking about going and doing? Road trip to Alberta, mm. maybe stop in the Okanagan. Like we're we're not even considering getting in a plane. We're not considering going to Hawaii. We're not thinking of getting on a cruise ship. Um, and all of those options will require us having a, a needle in the arm. Like that's that that's not even a consideration until oh, such time as the yeah. needle in the arm for for our my family. Um, road trip because our vehicle is us a little more um, balanced in my opinion. And I, you know, we would be visiting family. Yes. Sort of the bubbles expanding, but 
you know, as things progress, we'll feel maybe a little bit better about it. And we're not thinking, oh, we're going to go in spring break or anything like that. No, we're talking like summer, fall. When you wait for a rainy day and you just drive. Yeah. And, you know, based on the timelines that I've heard, the likelihood is by, well, the plan in Canada is everyone who wants a vaccination will have one by September. So in theory, by that point, you know, I should be vaccinated. A little off the rails. Speaking of vaccination, uh, I got uh, a 12 hour suspension on Twitter. I saw that. Well done. You are like almost as bad as Trump. Actually, I mean, well, you, you, it, it, it was much less for you to get one. So, I mean, you're probably worse than Trump then. I have to be right. Yeah. Cause his first suspension was 12 hours. My first suspension, 12 hours. Um, and if you're curious, how did Chris get himself suspended? A uh, online connection of mine shared that her husband had been vaccinated and said, hasn't turned into a zombie yet. She works in the health industry. She's actually poking fun at people who might think that, you know, vaccinations are bad. I equally thought I'm going to be facetious and do much the same. I replied in a positive sense. Yeah, I'm totally jealous. I'm real happy for you. Uh, he hasn't turned into a zombie yet, but you know, how's the, uh, the Wi-Fi or is the 5G improved? Or was it just good old-fashioned vaccination? That's all I said. And either someone reported it or the AI saw that tweet and freaked out. But yeah, three days later, I get an, uh, a message from Twitter at like midnight. Uh, this tweet violates our rules on COVID-19 uh, for spreading dis uh, misinformation. Delete the tweet and you can't do anything for 12 hours. So... I'm a horrible person. So my first thought was you've had someone trying to steal your identity, right? You've had credit card yes. issues recently. So I thought, you know, that was sort of a, one of those things where they, somebody did that to you to distract you. And so you'd be looking at that and be, what do I get to spend? And then while they did that, they'd go and buy a thousand, thousand pound gallon thing of lube on Amazon or something and ship it somewhere, <laughs> you know? So that's kind of was my thought. It was sort of distract, distract light force and, you know, go from there. Maybe. And you know what? Maybe that's the case. Maybe they shipped it via Canada Post, which is why I haven't received it yet. Yeah. Oh, anywho. Um, you know, forward thinking uh, uh, beyond travel. Anything else that uh, you hope uh, we see for, for 2021? It's funny because, like, I have found now with being, being in quarantine for so long, I mean, A, you brought up health earlier, and yeah, this has been like the healthiest year of my life. I haven't been sick. I, there's been no colds. There's been no flus. Mm -hmm. So that whole thing, it's like, wow, okay, yeah, staying away from people is very handy. But we've also really got like not living in the center of the city, but not being able to really take advantage of any city things. We've been very much longing for the countryside and for air and for nature, and so... I'm hoping that we'll actually end up leaving the city this year and moving out to the countryside and seeing how that goes and sort of making one of those major life shifts. I'm mm -hmm. not sure it's going to happen, but that's where we're sort of looking at the moment. And so that's been sort of our big thing for 2021. Well, you know, we're equally hoping to find a new place and move. Um, I'm not entirely sure we're going to get as off the grid as you might. That's mm. not to suggest we haven't considered it. I mean, we, I have family up the Sunshine Coast. We've talked a little bit about, you know, the potential of going that direction. But 
you know, for us, we had planned to do it last year. Like 2020, it was, we needed a new place. Yep. I think I've shared this before in previous episodes. Uh, Baby Force sleeps in the same bedroom as my wife and I. And uh, there's a reason why Baby Force doesn't go to bed until late. It's difficult because we can't sort of get her into her room, relax. To her, if we put her to bed early, she knows that, you know, mommy and daddy will eventually come. So why would I sleep? Yep. So, you know, for us, it's, it's, it's finding that space, that additional, you know, place for her. And I, I won't lie. I kind of don't need my daughter in our bedroom until she moves out of the house. It just creates a different dynamic. Um, so yeah, I, I think for us looking at 2021, the hope is, is very similar that we find a, a place again, maybe a little more on the grid, but find a place. Yeah. But that's, I mean, in our area, that's a very hard thing to do. And there's a lot of families that live like families of three or four or five or six people that live in a two bedroom apartment or something. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and you're like, that's heaven. I, I'd take a two second bedroom. I'd be so happy with that. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm pretty lucky where we're at that we have space for all the, the kids, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's, that's not the only thing. So, so yeah, that's yeah. going to be the big thing. We'll see. Yeah. The, uh, you know, other thing that I'm sort of looking at 2021 and hoping can happen is, more social opportunities and social connections for baby force. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, prior to the pandemic, we had her in swimming lessons and um, this uh, sort of sport camp called sport ball, just different ball sports once, uh, you know, every week. And she loved it. It was uh, a social connection with some friends from our prenatal class and and new friends that she would meet. Uh, She loved the, the sports and we want her to be active and doing things she loves uh, she was going to be in a dance class with her, her mama, uh, this year, my wife, uh, of pandemic, unfortunately canceled that. So these are the types of things that we're hoping to be able to go and take her to. I know, you know, in 2020, those opportunities existed in the summer. Uh, some kids camps were open outdoors. We had not reached that point where we f- felt comfortable sending her. Um, and we already sort of sent her to daycare, right? So like, I think the way we, we, we factored this is the vector of, you know, opportunity for transmission, daycare, you know, other social programs and that more complex. Um, so that's something we, we hope for. Uh, we actually talked about it just as a, a prenatal class group. We, we, as a group have stuck pretty close together. We had a, a holiday zoom essentially around at Christmas and all the kids, you know, were touring their houses and their toy sets. I think we actually had at one point five kids just playing with toys on camera, but not interacting with each other. Just, <laughs> you know, that's the way it is getting together in person and being able to do that is a, a goal. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's, I mean, that's the one thing my kids have been really great. And I mean, we certainly went on the more, conservative side of all of this and we didn't go out and we didn't like we went into bubble very early on in the whole thing we went pretty strict in march which was very early at the time and uh, and yeah a lot of people don't and that's sort of you know i i understand to a certain extent where a lot of people do and and so you know everybody has their own choices and everybody has their own things before in the before times my son was extremely active and you know my kids spent at least three days a week in the local pool my mm-hmm. son was into diving clubs, so he was just about getting ready to get himself to psych himself enough to get off the five meter board again. 
and he hadn't quite got there. And he also was huge into parkour. And I mean, those are the two things. You mention either of those things. You can mention anything else, and he doesn't get upset. But you mention, you know, all the times in parkour. You show him a video when he's diving off a diving board, and that's when he suddenly starts to tear up. So, I mean, those are the things that, yeah, absolutely. The Like, I'm, I'm not huge into sports, but he certainly has this ability, and he, he really loves doing it. So I would love to see him get back into that, and even my daughter as well. So hopefully there's going to be some meter of that. I mean, for us, the big thing was, like, his diving club came back at some point when the pools finally opened again. And they were like, okay, welcome back. We're open. But they didn't mention COVID at all in their email. And so when mm-hmm. they didn't mention COVID, I, when I first got the email, I was like, yeah, we'll put it back in. That'll be awesome. But then they didn't mention COVID. And I was like, oh, okay, no, no, we can't do that. So had they had acknowledgement, had they had, you know, this is what we're going to do about it, then okay, then I probably would have put it back in at that point. But they didn't. So, so yeah, this year I'm hoping, you know, yeah, once we get the needle in the arm and all of that, hopefully those things will come back and those things will, and he'll be able to get back into that. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, looking at this past year, that's been the toughest part. I think for, for many parents, there's been a lot of tough things, but, you know, having seen how our kids have dealt with it, many very resilient, but still knowing that they're missing out on, on sort of adventures and life activities um, that, you know, we would have never thought or we probably even took for granted, like I was going to say, we never really thought too much about, but we more so took for granted would always be there. Um, I know, you know, generationally, this is not something that occurs, like the last sort of significant pandemic is the one that we see today worldwide, uh, was, I guess, what would have been known as a Spanish flu. I don't actually know its proper name, because as we've learned with COVID-19, it's COVID-19 because it's coronavirus disease 2019. But, you know, my grandparents would have known a little bit about it, but they would have been kids, you know, at that point. So I don't know what my great-grandparents had to deal with at that time. So you think about that. My parents, your parents, you know, they wouldn't have had a recollection to it. Theoretically, we didn't until now. Yeah, and there's been like there's been warnings of pandemics over the years. I mean, I I had one come up a few months ago where it was a uh, ten years ago today. You tweeted this, and it was something about how SARS and people were scared mm. and people were going into their houses and not coming out. And I tweeted about how, or maybe it was a Facebook post. I don't know, but I tweeted about how could people go and pull their kids out of all their activities and do all this? What's wrong with you people? Why don't you live? And yeah, that didn't age very well because here I was. But, I mean, that's the thing. These things keep happening. And, you know, now, yes, the last one was in 1919 or approximate time. But now, who knows? I mean, the world certainly is not the same as it was in 1919. So is this going to be a pattern they put put you through? And, I mean, we've sort of hit on this in other times where, you know, in other episodes where it, it was a real, for some of us, it was a real hard decision to bring our kids into this world because, you know, things like this can happen and things like climate change and all these things are happening. And what right do we have to bring these uh wonderful little souls into the world but at the same time yeah i think i i couldn't imagine any other way so we'll see yeah and you know tying this conversation back to the theme of this episode my hope is is that with the art the experience that we have gone through we're we're better prepared or maybe more accepting of the preparations 
uh, that are required. Because you're right, climate change is an issue that has been ignored to maybe not fully ignored, but it's been put under the rug or in, into that drawer you never open. Um, we live in the West Coast. And how many times have we been told that the big one is, is going to happen? It's gotten to the point where we're almost, at least me, I won't speak for you, but me, kind of desensitized to it. Like, you know, well, you should have, you should be prepared for this. This is what you should have. It's like, oh, no, I don't really need that. I mean, I'll drink out of the toilet, whatever. But you know what I mean? Like, there's all these different things that we could do to be prepared. I mean, the pandemic, you're right. Um, Thinking back to SARS was a big deal. Thinking back to the start of 2020, when this news was starting to break of this, this respiratory disease with flu-like symptoms that is that is sort of popping up in China, I had a conversation with someone, you know, I'm not trying to downplay this. There might be something there, but hey, do you know how many people die of the flu each year? Mm-hmm. Right? Because, and that's not trying to, you know, discount what we now know as, as COVID-19. It was simply stating the reality of people die of the flu each year if this is that, and that, you know, we, I now, I am now wiser. Oh yeah. And same here. I mean, back in the beginning, I, I remember I was facilitating a sex ed course at the time and I had to go out to, to be a facilitator for this course. And I was going out and it was just when things were starting to talk, it was like the mid March and my wife got really mad at me. It was like, no, I want you to cancel this time. I don't want you to go out. And I was like, no, no, it's okay. You know, we have to live. It's this thing might be coming. I don't know. And I, I, we actually had a pretty heated disagreement on it. And finally I gave in as, as it goes. And you know, that was the last time before we went into quarantine ourselves. Cause yeah, suddenly it was, yeah, we, we were much more educated very quickly, but the problem is, I mean, not everybody is. And to this point, still not everybody is. Yeah. I mean, as we've watched the events of the first two weeks of 2021, it's like, wow, there's a lot of people out there that aren't. So I have my fingers crossed, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So I think if we we were to sort of wrap this up, 2021 is all about hope. Hope, hope that people have learned lessons, hope that things will turn around, hope that the word normal is something we can actually use in conversation, albeit qualifying it, but talking about it in the present tense. And hope that we can get out to a bar somewhere that has a nice patio and sit out in the sun and eat our own wings. I'm not sharing my wings, sorry. Perfect, I get it. Four times we might have shared, you know, this is a good wing, you want to try this? That's not happening anymore, ever again. But, But yeah, hopefully that kind of thing will happen. Yeah, both John and Chris with their individual plates of nachos. Your $20 (laughs) plate and my $20 plate. Actually, that's a good point. Maybe we'll talk about uh, all of the share plates that one used to have and how they no longer exist in the Yeah, can I get a large nachos on two plates? I mean, things like this are going to have to happen. And so, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So as we look to to wrap up our our first show of 2021, uh, got any final words of wisdom to impart on all of our listeners? Um, Just please learn, 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 and then learn a little more. And I I tell this to my kids all the time, you never are too old to learn. I still learn things all the time. But yeah, just learn. Learning is good. 
I mean, considering my profession is an adult education, I, I do not disagree at all. Uh, my recommendation on top of learning is also, you know, continue to remain safe. And that you can interpret however which way, pandemic safe. I know we have listeners around the world. Um, stay safe, make smart decisions. It's like, uh, oh, gosh. Now I can't even remember the movie, the reference where uh, – the kid's mom shouts at the window, make good decisions. Oh, anywho, I'll remember it after we stop recording. This makes for great podcasting. Fair enough. Uh, but uh, please make good decisions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, at least you know that uh, 2021 is is getting off to a phenomenal start uh, in the world of the, the nerdy dad cast. There you go. Speaking of other things that you can do to help us get off to a phenomenal start in 2021, it's uh, following us on Twitter. We're at Nerdy Dadcast there. If you like what you hear about this podcast, leave us a review too. That'd be kind of cool. Or tell us how our podcast is horrible. That's okay. Just give us five out of five stars. Yeah. Worst podcast ever. Unsubscribe. How much improve all the things. Yeah. 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 If you like Chris, like John, dislike Chris, just like John. If you want to hear us yeah. blather on about something, go ahead. Give us a suggestion. We will blather on about it. We are getting better at that. We're professional blatherers. We are. We do very well. You know, we need to update our, our Sea Shanty TikTok uh, profiles. <laughs> professional blatherer and Sea Shanty Talk. I think they call it Shanty Talk. I think is the hashtag Shanty Talk. Yeah, I'm going to have to look into this more and we have to come up with the Nerdy Dadcast Sea Shanty. That Then we'll go big. Yeah, totally. Oh, but uh, you can find us online, nerdydadcast.com, and it has all the, the links there as well. So on behalf of myself, Chris, and John, I'm going to ask you to do one very simple thing, and that is stay nerdy, my friends. Stay nerdy.